0: Hello. Welcome to our podcast called In the Same Boat. I'm Em. I'm Shauna, And we're going to talk about that awkward period of life in your early to mid-twenties when you're trying to figure out just who the heck you are. You've entered into the real world and you're just trying to find your place in it. I'm sort of reflecting back on that time of my life, and Shauna here is really in the thick of it. And we've become really good friends through our many discussions on this topic and thought it would be fun to share our thoughts in podcast form. And we are recording this podcast in a boat because we are all in the same boat. In the same boat. At the end of the day. Yeah. And I live in my boat. So. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it easier. That's a contributing factor. A houseboat. Mm. It's it's cute. It is cute. Yeah. So we've got a real sleepless in Seattle situation over here. Can I be Tom Hanks? Yeah. You can be Meg Ryan, of course. Yeah. Naturally. <laughs> it seems like the natural. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um. So I've actually been calling this period of time second puberty for years, but Shauna and I have recently started calling it the goop phase, which she will explain in just a second. But I've been calling it second puberty because that's what it felt like to me, because uh, there's so much like growth and change that's happening during that time that nobody really warns you about, because yeah. like, everybody... Knows like when puberty is gonna happen and what yeah. that means, and you're like, well, that's okay. That sounds awful, but nobody warns you that like you're, at some point in your twenties, you might just question everything mm. that you thought you knew about yourself, mm-hmm. possibly even including the gender that you've always been attracted to. Yeah. But, like I was not, I was not prepared for that. I did not realize that that was something that was gonna happen. Yeah, um, I've talked about this with a lot of people, and the more people that I talk to about it, I realize that. We're all in the same boat. And like, oh, everybody, sure. like, it's like, oh, yeah, no, that like, that was a really weird, a horrible, but also great period of my life where I like, learned a lot about myself and made a lot of mistakes, which we have both yeah. done. Um, but I feel like we don't really talk about it as much as
1: we should. No, I hear that. I think th- so. The term goop to me was crafted four months ago. When Em and I were talking and realizing that sometimes you enter a phase of your life as kind of like a a caterpillar and become a goopy mess as you transform into another person, which hopefully will end in you being a butterfly. But I think in particular, this is true in your early 20s, as Em said, because you're gooping super hard. (laughs) trying to like work and also figure out relationships work relationships what do you want to do with your life who you are as a person it's hard it is a challenge
0: and traditionally like the step after college is like you get married you have kids you get a house like a dog is definitely in there (laughs) somewhere and society has kind of told us that like if you don't have those things or if you're not checking those boxes then somehow you like don't have your shit together yeah i feel like it's kind of unfair and i think we're moving away from that a little bit like we're normalizing the non-traditional path which is great i feel like we still don't have milestones like to look at for the non-traditional paths like the way that the traditional path has like very specific milestones that you can meet and be like, okay, like this is what I was supposed to be doing at this period yeah. of my life, and like, not everyone has to be doing that, but we don't have the like same landmarks to look for, especially because no. like, you know, I think people traditionally who have graduated from college, gotten married, like they're very focused on that part of their life, which is great for them. Um, but it kind of takes the focus off of like who you are as a person. Mm. So if your entire focus is around other people, then you aren't spending this like these formative years figuring out who you are in yeah. the world. Um, which I feel like kind of contributes to the midlife crisis thing. Because yes. like, at some point, you've been married for a long, long time, your kids leave the house, and yeah. then you're like, wait a second. Who am I? Who am I? Yeah, you know. And I have told this to people who like will disagree that that is the cause of the midlife crisis. Like I've said this to somebody who's like, "No, you're still gonna have a midlife crisis." And I was like, "Okay, but like it." I don't know. I feel like this part, if you go through the work of trying to figure out like in this phase of who you are, even though it's really difficult and terrible and painful, it's like it seems like it would set you up to maybe have a less. um I don't know, intense midlife crisis. No. What do you
1: think? <laughs> I totally agree with that. I think that every phase of life comes with different challenges, and like obviously, we haven't like encountered the different components of being in our forties. We're not there yet, but I do think that like I agree with you in the sense that being in your twenties and developing a strong ability to be alone and a strong sense of who you are as a person alone. Particularly by being challenged by huge issues, especially if you go through a goop phase which pulls the rug out from underneath you and who you think you are, I think that that can make dealing with future existential problems Less daunting, yeah. You know, yeah, like it's
0: not like it's the first time you've gone through something exactly. like that. You, yeah,
1: and like you're an adapting person in every moment of every day. So like, I don't expect that a, a self actualization in your 20s will equate to self actualization in your 40s. However, I do agree with you that if you put in the legwork, you know, going to therapy or being, um, you know, reflective, whatever that looks like to you you're gonna have different tools in your toolbox to handle different challenges to who you are as a person will be less goopy next time,
0: you know? Yeah, I like the tools in the toolbox thing. Yeah, That's good, I haven't heard you say that
1: before. <laughs> I love
0: a tool. I love um, a toolbox, yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you really a lesbian if you don't love a no, toolbox? No, exactly.
1: <laughs> and also, like, it's true that, like, every challenge is, is going to be something new. But there's, you know, even in the last four months of my goop phase, I feel like there have been a couple of tools that have shown up that I didn't have know four or five months ago that feel you know so useful to have on board and Mm -hmm. I imagine that being in your 40s or your 50s or your 60s or whatever you're if you if you invest the time in developing that it makes a difference you know what I mean
0: yeah and you entered the goop phase having like already Sort of understood your sexuality which is much different from <laughs> from your, my experience your goop
1: face do you want to tell me what your goop face was about
0: yeah so my goop face second puberty whatever, started i think when i moved to seattle cuz i like Graduated from college, moved away from my family to a new city that I had never been to before. Yeah. Didn't know anyone here. Um, ended a relationship that was like an on and off relationship with a guy that I had been with for my entire adult life. Well, on and off, but like still. Still. Um, so that was exciting. I mean, by the end of it, I was very much wanting to end that relationship. Yeah. So I was like, oh, great. I get to be single now in this new city. That's awesome. And I was going on. Dates with guys because at this point it had like I had never questioned my sexuality before like even a little bit apparently other people did which I feel like have been good information to have at the time Um, but I had never questioned it uh, because I had never really had any reason to and I had always like said and I think this phrase is now something that I can look back at and like laugh at. But I was all, Like, I knew that I was, I thought women were attractive, but I never saw myself dating a woman. Yeah. And I feel like that phrase, I'm like, okay, you were just, <laughs> it's a it was mine. <laughs> like, uh, I think it was just like, I guess, easier to do the quote unquote normal thing and yeah. date guys. And I just had always been in some sort of relationship um, during my adult life. Uh, so then I, in seattle i started going on like just occasional dates with people and they were it was terrible like it just the worst and my Mm -hmm. conclusion wasn't like oh i'm looking around in the wrong gender it was like okay the dating pool in seattle is not really my cup of tea yeah which i think is kind of true but also i just that's a little ridiculous yeah but it was also my thought at the time was like okay i don't I don't really know what to look for in another person because I don't know what I want, like, in myself. I need to mm. figure that part out first. Like, this is the first time that I've, like, been on my own and I'm in this new place and I'm shy as hell. Like, I was so shy. You should have met me when I first moved here. I was, you like, just- painfully shy. And I, but I didn't want to be shy. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm not, I, I don't want a relationship. Yeah. Right now, like, I still was going on occasional dates, but I knew that I didn't want a relationship until I kind of figured out... Because like, I, I didn't know what I even wanted from, like, my long-term career. I was yeah. like, okay, am I going to go to med school or to do a PhD or both at the same time? <laughs> like, I took the MCAT twice.
1: And oh, I didn't I, know you t- took it twice.
0: Yeah, it was awful. Um, And I also ju- knew that I wanted to work on, like, just how I approached the world in terms of confidence. I didn't want to keep just being this, like, shy little, like, afraid to talk to people. and like. But that took a lot of work. And I, I feel like I needed to do that, like, alone. Like, yeah. not, definitely not while in a relationship. But I also moved into an apartment by myself and was like, mm. okay, I'm just going to figure out, like, who, who I am in the world. And that ended up taking, like, four years. Like, I yeah. just did that for four Four years. Like, I did not want a relationship. I just wanted to figure out who I am. Mm. And I'm really glad that I did that um, because it was, I mean, it sucked like a lot. It was terrible. Yeah. (laughs) And I probably did lose some friends during that time, but it was the right thing for me in the end because now I'm like a, an actual confident person. Can you imagine if like we had
1: <laughs> met? Just like you're so confident and so self-actualized. I just adore that about you. Thank you. It was it was a goop face. Yeah, goop <laughs> face do deliver, so. Yeah,
0: um, but now like building my confidence, knowing what I wanted um, in my education and my current job and just sort of a lot of things in life I, mm. that set up the foundation for me to explore like other areas of my life, such as my sexuality, which I had never really given yeah. any thought to. So after I spent multiple years like avoiding dating avoiding relationships, I was like, okay, I could maybe start dating again. Um, and when I thought about what I wanted in another person, I like did not. I realized that none of that had anything to do with gender. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. really care about the gender part of it. Yeah. Um, at the time, this was like a slow process into realizing, Absolutely. okay, I should be just dating women. Um, but at like the, that, sort of started with the like going back to the oh, I never see myself dating women. It's like, well, obviously, that was a lie to myself. Yeah. Um, but also i think that may have partly been because i just didn't have the self confidence to deviate from the norm i guess at the time so when that stopped being an issue that was when i like threw myself back into the dating pool which and i like i went on a couple of dates with women and they like it didn't go well mm-hmm. and like okay well I, now i don't know what to do like the yeah. first the first one was a terrible date then <laughs> the second time was also just like there was no chemistry. It's like maybe I was wrong. I don't know, maybe I should be like <laughs> dating guys. Um but then like third times the charm. That one worked out. Yeah. And we dated for a little while.
1: What happened on your first two bad dates?
0: Um the first person was like very very drunk when I showed up oh, <laughs> like. And I I enjoyed drinking on dates too, but that I'm not not that much and also yeah. not before. Yeah. Like, Red flag. Yeah, so that wasn't amazing. And then the second one was just I like there was just we did not click at all. Like oh. you know, like right off the bat when yeah. you're just not really gonna click yep. with somebody <laughs> and uh which was weird because like the conversation leading up to the first date was good, but then in person was this is this is painful. Like mm. conversation is painful. Yeah. <laughs> um so that was also weird because it was like, well, maybe I was just wrong. But like, I talked to my friend about it because I was like, oh, well, maybe I, like, maybe I was wrong about this. Maybe I actually don't want to date women. And she was like, okay, so. But all of the other dates that you had with men that went poorly didn't make you question your sexuality. Mm. So like, mm, uh, why point. should this? I was like, all right, that's fair. I guess I will continue to try. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you started the goop face. yes you like the one of the differences between us is that you were already very comfortable with your sexuality at that point yeah so how do you want to talk about that like how did that
1: yeah i like discovered i was gay when i was 18 um and it was mind-blowing in the sense that like Like, I saw... This is so embarrassing. (laughs) I saw Lily Tomlin in Grace and Frankie, and I found out that she was a lesbian, and it was, like, this sudden realization. I was like, oh, my God, I am absolutely attracted to her. And that was, like, honestly my first... Was it Lily Tomlin (laughs) that did it? Uh-huh. I know, but honestly, it was... um, I think it was more a realization that a lot of the women that I, quote-unquote, admired were attractions, and and finding out she was a lesbian was, like, a weird, like, it wasn't necessarily, like, I was like, oh, I want to date old Lily Tomlin, respect to old Lily Tomlin, (laughs) but it was more like this sudden eye-opening experience of seeing a queer person, seeing a lesbian, and being like, oh my god, wait, that's also me, and I think that what was so odd is that it was fundamentally something I truthfully never questioned from that point on, like, I knew... At my core, that it was true. I think that what was difficult was grappling with that, like, very real and big truth. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, you're like, oh, yeah, I do want to date women, and, like, I'm only attracted to women. But, like, what does that say about me as a person? Yeah. You know, you can know it's true and like it it um shatters your like foundation of who you are.
0: Oh yeah, I I can relate to that. Yeah. For sure. I and I can't imagine doing that at 18 either. Like for just for because it took me so long. I
1: can't imagine I mean, doing it any younger. I'm like I can't like I mean, yeah.
0: yeah. Anyways. Yeah. What was your experience? I it was oh my god, such a slow process. Like, yeah. you know, those um those videos of the two like neurons crawling to yes. like growing and crawling towards each Absolutely. other that is what it feels <laughs> like is looking back at it I can very clearly like pinpoint certain things and be like yeah. that I should have maybe realized you know but I didn't whatever um but it was actually partially due I think to an experience that I was having like during the early years of my goop phase mm-hmm. <laughs> um But so i when i moved to seattle i like i said i didn't know anybody and i actually moved here for a job and found an apartment on craigslist and moved in with a roommate that i had never met in person before and this was like two weeks after even finding out about the job like it was just Mm -hmm. everything was so fast um and she was actually the roommate was out of town when i moved in so i was in this apartment sort of by myself for like a few days um Trying to figure out like, my life in Seattle, and that was so scary. And um, then she came back, and I met her like um, after work the day that she came back. And I walked into the apartment, and she like gave me this big hug. I was like, okay, this actually, I kind of this feels very comfortable and homey. And like she, we became very close very quickly. And she's one of the huge reasons for why I fell in love with Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, so we became really close, really fast, and we lived together for like less than a year. But during that time, I sort of, I like, I knew that that friendship was special, but I couldn't articulate why. So I was sort of telling myself like, okay, this is a person who is like very comforting during a very stressful time, yeah, um, and like it felt deeper than that but i i would literally have never questioned my sexuality at that point like it would mm-hmm. not have crossed my mind that um i had like feelings for her that were more than friendship yeah it just would not that would have been absolutely shocking to me <laughs> at the time uh so um but we were like we were really close um and then we had this sort of multi-faceted falling out that was also sort of a slow falling out um, and it was my fault I I did many things wrong but it was and, and that could be a story for like a different time yeah. it doesn't matter right now um, but it was definitely my fault and uh, it wasn't like a this you know dramatic like oh we're never gonna speak to each other again kind of thing and I don't even know that she would agree with the term falling out because we it wasn't like that it wasn't that dramatic mm. but there was definitely and she would agree with this that there was like a clear end to the closeness that we had mm. um and i was like I, after that it was just devastated like it was so so sad um which i thought was really bizarre at the time and i was very confused because <laughs> i have known this person the red flags for less news. like i <laughs> yeah
1: the pride like, flags
0: Exactly, Um, because like comparing that to the relationship that I had just ended, that I had you know with somebody who I had been with for my whole adult life, as soon as I was able to get out of that, I was like, "Woohoo!" Like, great, what's for dinner? Like, I just it was I did not it didn't make me sad to end that, but this one, I was like, just devastated and couldn't figure out why, and Mm. um, it. Like I was googling things, trying to figure out like why I was so sad about this because it's not like I had had it wasn't like that was the first time that I'd had um, like a friendship kind of slowly end or like we part ways and it was just very strange that like I'm also not like a super emotional person as you know (laughs) like um, I mean I have feelings but not like I'm not gonna cry about that much stuff. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but, Meanwhile, I will yes. cry at the <laughs> drop of a hat. Yeah. Well, that that's, that's what makes us Yeah, it makes like, it work.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um and so I it actually took me like I think I had already started trying to date women before I pieced this all together. Really? Like it was so slow. Um I was just trying to figure out like why I felt that strongly about it cuz mm-hmm. it just didn't make sense. It's like this doesn't like this isn't a normal reaction to a, not even an end of a friendship, just an end of the closeness that we had. Um, yeah. And I just could not, for the life of me, like piece it together until much later when I was like, okay, I think that was heartbreak. This one was going through. Yeah. Um, it was terrible because it's not. I mean, I had been heartbroken before, but at least it, like I knew that that's what it was. I feel like it's a lot easier. It's not easier, but it's different if you have a a cause and then a way of sort of healing. But to not know why I was so sad was very alarming to Mm -hmm. me. Um, Not something that I would wish on other people. Yeah. Um, But I think it subconsciously played a role in why I did eventually start trying to date women because I, I missed that
1: like mm.
0: type of relationship even though I couldn't articulate that I Missed her in that way I just like couldn't do it
1: (laughs) That's wild I think it really speaks to the type of intimate relationship That women frequently embark on with each other That doesn't have to be romantic But is like very close Uh, And I think that a lot of women would relate to Like I think one of the major draws At least for me for dating women Is this level of connection that you have That isn't sexual at all necessarily Yeah um, So that's really interesting
0: yeah. And I like I I feel like it's probably not uncommon for people to realize that they're attracted to other women after developing feelings for like, a close friend. Yeah. I'm interested in other people's experiences. I mean, I hope it's not common that people like <laughs> Move to a new city and get really <laughs> close with another woman, and then have this like falling out sure. and and you know heartbreak. Even though you can't define that it is actually heartbreak at the time, and then because that I mean that yeah I wouldn't wish that on anyone. That it was a special kind of hell, Um mm. but it's important for me I think to go through. I just hope that other people <laughs> don't yeah. have to do that. Or yeah, I hope that that's not a common thing. But I do want to learn more about like other people's. Catalysts, I guess. Yeah. I mean, catalyst is a good word word. Neuroscientists.
1: I think that yeah. I think that there's cat yeah. I can think of at least five women who played roles in my ca- ca- catalysis? Catalysis? Catalyst. Yes, Cat ca- I no, like oh, catali- who acts who acted yeah. as catalysts yeah. for self- The enzymes in your life. Correct, yes. It's amazing. Someone comes into your circle. Totally holds a mirror to you or changes your perception of yourself, and then leaves, and you're like, "Well, fuck you," you know. Yeah. Especially if it's romantic, but yeah, sometimes it's even worse when it's not, you know. Well,
0: yeah, it's a, I, I don't know the way that I've been able to articulate it now. I guess is that like if you like break your leg <laughs> playing sport, it hurts like As hell. One does. Yeah, sure, it hurts but you know why it happened and you know the proper steps Mm. to heal the broken leg but if you wake up one day with the excruciating pain of a broken leg and have no idea why it's there like that would be really scary that's a whole other level of like pain is the not knowing why it's there or how to heal it so true or how to prevent it so i think that's yeah that's why that was so difficult for me because i just like couldn't define it so yeah i mean if we had had the label of romantic relationship and that part ended and then we were still just regular friends I think that would have made it a little bit easier for me to process because I would have had a better understanding of what was happening.
1: Well and like I think this comes back to what we were talking about earlier about you know if you hit a midlife crisis like you'll have more tools in your toolbox like having if you wake up one morning and your leg is broken and you don't know what it is but you at some point through the process of going through a goop phase or or figuring something out for yourself, the next time you wake up with your leg broken, you maybe approach it differently. I I don't know, like you learn something big about yourself when yeah. you break your metaphysical leg, <laughs> <Yeah>, for
0: sure, <laughs> absolutely. You know, um, yeah, that is. It's uh, definitely contributes to growth for sure and it was a huge part of my personal (laughs) goop phase Um, and a huge part of why the goop phase was so difficult for me was, was that do you think we could do an episode on catalysts and like invite people yes yeah i mean i i definitely know at least a handful of funny women of the queer variety that yeah, might that have want enzymes. yeah, who might also feel like they're in the same boat and would like to maybe be <laughs>
1: in the literal same boat yeah. as us. <laughs> so stay tuned. I
0: mean, we have to end it with a sea shanty.
1: There once Did we, we introduce ourselves? <laughs>